Unbecoming of Age, the podcast. A cautionary tale. Listen to what they say, then do the opposite. Your hosts, Colin Flynn and John M. Craig. Thank you for listening. You are tuned into Unbecoming of Age, the podcast, hosted by two gentlemen who have never met each other in real life. My name is Colin Flynn. I live in Iowa. My co-host, Mr. John M. Craig is missing. Yes, seems to be missing. Donde esta los Bono? John? No, Bono. Bono's bathroom, right? And also the lead singer for, yeah, a uh, rock and roll band. But uh, donde esta los John M. Craig? Wondering where he's at right now. Exactly. He's he's not with me at this at this point in the show, and I'm hoping uh, that he will indeed join us. But at this point, um, I, I guess I'll have to kind of fill you in a little bit on the background of all of that. Now, let me read to you the uh, text string that uh, came to me uh, starting at about... Um it was 12.40 my time. Uh, he texted me. Now, we kind of do this a lot with the show where we both have lives. We both have jobs. We're just trying to uh, hang out and do our thing and uh, still make the show work a couple times a week, which is it's a challenge for anybody that's doing uh, podcasting and you're not getting paid for it, uh, per se. Uh, pardon me. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to open my LaCroix beverage here. Sparkling water. Uh, what brand do we have? Uh, what, uh, what variety? Uh, Pomplamoose? What is Pomplamoose? I don't know. I've tried this before. It's pretty good. Uh, but anyway, uh, so yeah, you're, you're trying to you're trying to get the show together at, at the the time that you can, and we try to be flexible with each other as well as possible. And and uh, you know, the show must go on though. I'm, I'm just determined that on uh, Mondays and Thursdays that we put a show out, and uh, you know, that's that's way it's worked out pretty well so far. And I'm confident that uh, at some point, uh, hopefully, John will join us yet uh, this evening. Today, uh, this is recording on. Uh, on Sunday evening for the uh, show tomorrow would be what the 23rd yes 23rd Monday show and so uh, the string that I got from him uh, started at 1240 and he says today and tomorrow morning will be challenging for me going to a wedding in a few hours it says okay a wedding on a Sunday uh, at 430 p.m. Eastern Standard Time who gets married 4.30 on a Sunday. Okay, it's that just struck me as a little bit odd. No, no big deal, though. Uh, driving home now from the airport, he said. He's got two early morning back-to-back trips on Monday morning. So he's headed off to uh, one of those uh, eastern uh, airports, LaGuardia, RFK, JFK, whatever they are. And then uh, right after that, he real quickly uh, fills in with Happy Sunday and Weekend. Hope you're doing well and all that jazz. Okay, which is, which is good. I said... Um, after that, I said, would you like to try to slide it in before you go to your wedding reception and all of that stuff? And he said, well, might be too tight. Home at 2.15 Eastern Standard Time. We have the difference in time zones. We're always trying to fill in which, which time it is we're talking about, trying not to get anybody goofed up. So he'll be home at 2.15 Eastern. Still has to shower and get ready for the wedding. Not enough time. So I say, okay, your call let me know if you think something will work out. Otherwise, I guess I will punt. So what, we're, what we got going on right now, yes, indeed, is the punt. So he says possibly after the wedding, but not sure what time that will be or how drunk I will be. So John Michael Craig was uh, planning on getting a little drunk. He said, I'll keep you uh, updated at the wedding. I say, okay, just let me know. He gives me the white thumbs up. And uh, so after that, I said, uh, and this will come up a little bit later in the show. I've got my notes here. Uh, I have to get wisdom teeth pulled out tomorrow. So later in the day will not work for me. Sometimes we'll try to do that on a on a early morning or sometimes we've even done it a little bit later in the day. Just try to make it work out. But uh, he says, okay. So then um, at 848 and uh, I've got, uh, so this is 848, I think my time, his time. I'm not sure. It gets a little, a little uh, shifted with that uh, back and forth between the hour difference. But at 848, still at the wedding, but leaving to uh, record soon when I get home, if you're up for it, which I replied. Uh, he says, not sure when I will leave, but probably soonish. I reply, yes, I'm up for it. And then about 40 minutes later, I say, are you anywhere close to being home yet? And that was delivered, but uh, no response yet. So uh, I do not know 
where the hell John Michael Craig is. But at this point, uh, like I said, the show must go on and uh, he's got the login. So he may just bounce in here, uh, hopefully at any time and we'll, we'll hear back from him. So I don't know. But uh, and in fact, I'm going to leave him. A, I'm going to leave him a uh, text message right now. Hey, John, the show has started, period. You can jump in anytime you get in front of a microphone, period. Okay. Send. Okay, so that's gone. So hopefully we'll hear from them a little bit uh, soon, uh, sooner, and uh, that'll be okay. So, uh, you know, uh, women are more astute at this uh, sort of follow-up question stuff. So when he's sending me this this information, I'm like, okay, yeah, whatever. And so my wife, she's always trying to find out, you know, when, when are you going to record the podcast? What's going on? Because, you know, it's only fair that everybody should know what's going on in the house. And I said, well, I just kind of read to her what John had going on. And the first thing, very first thing, she didn't even think about it for one second. She goes, was it a surprise wedding? <laughs> Uh, well, I didn't ask him, but I would guess, no, it's not a surprise wedding, I'm pretty sure. She's like, why didn't you guys record it yesterday or within some previous days? Why don't you guys have a show sitting in the can that you can just throw in when something like that comes up that you can just do uh, you know, in uh, as a backup sort of thing? And I was like, well, that's true. So no, uh, I'm, I'm sure it wasn't a surprise wedding. I'm sure John, uh, John knew about this. And... Uh, uh, scheduling, you know, do, do, maybe maybe we should scare, share schedules. Maybe I should uh, put up a show schedule, and I can just I can start bugging John ahead of time. Okay, what's going on Saturday? What's going on? Do you got? <laughs> uh, no, that's probably not going to work. But uh, yeah, I'm just kind of wondering uh, exactly. You know, like I said, where he's at, what's going on. But uh, I'm I'm confident he's going to join us for at least part of this. At least we shall see. Um, Speaking of people that are lost, uh, this popped up. Now, uh, a lot of places have what's uh, known as an Amber Alert in a lot of states where, you know, some kid or somebody goes missing, they issue the Amber Alert and they put out, uh, you know, on the interstates and the freeways, you got signs that are flashing, you know, so-and-so is, you know, missing and there's uh, little alerts that go out over the phones and all of that and they try to get you to find somebody. Usually it's some uh, 14-year-old uh, girl that's in a fight with her boyfriend and they describe her and she's got like a neck tattoo and a nose ring. Not that there was anything wrong with a neck tattoo and a nose ring. I just think occasionally some of the descriptions are emblematic a bit of the problem that's going on. Just saying. So like with my phone, as an example, I uh, <laughs> and my phone is uh, my phone is still kaput. Uh, I talked about this on the last show a little bit. Uh, I had to order a phone. I'm going to be getting an iPhone 8, but uh, still yet to be uh, to be uh, delivered to the home and to be activated. I kind of drug my feet on a little bit and that's OK. But I'm looking forward to the uh, new technology and that's going to be cool. But um, so anyway, um, when when my phone was still working, what I would do, uh, what I did was on all those activations, weather alerts, um, all the emergency stuff, you can shut off, which uh, I did after getting a few of those, you know, wacky alerts in the middle of the night. It's like, I'd, I'm not going to be able to fix the problem in, in all likelihood. And so why should I need to know about it? Why, you know, there's some kid that lives in a town two hours away and he's missing. My heart goes out to the parents, hope everything works out, but I got to fucking sleep. I, you know, it's just the way it is. So, um, at any rate, I've got this shit shut off, but uh, I'm looking at the uh, local newspaper, the uh, Cedar Rapids Gazette, thegazette.com, if you ever want to check it out. Not that you probably would, but uh, the Gazette I'm looking at, and uh, I realize that they have they have issued what is kind of the local version of an Amber Alert would be, and it's called an Operation Quick Find. So they've got this Operation Quick Find out for uh, an individual, 15-year-old Justin Smith. And so I'm reading the description, and uh, it reads like this. The Cedar Rapids Police Department is looking for information about Smith after he was last seen Saturday night, and they give the address, uh, 7.40 p.m. Now, according to Operation Quick Find documents issued by the department, uh, the same address reporting uh, that the parties there uh, came to the police department asking to issue an Operation Quick Find, according to the document. Now, the document describes Smith as being five foot five inches in height. He weighs 125 pounds and he's described further as being athletic in build with a light tan complexion. I'm not sure which crayon that is in the box, but he's got a light tan complexion. <laughs> I'm looking at a picture of me. He, looks, he just looks like a white guy. Ooh, we got a text from John. What's this say? Uh, I'm waiting for my Uber now. And uh, that means he's been drinking. And there's more coming. I'll let you know when that pops in. But uh, okay, so he weighs 125 pounds, uh, described with the athletic build, uh, blondish hair, 
Okay, we just got another part. Uh, maybe home and ready to go by 10.30 Central, which would be 23 minutes. Uh, so let's let's see what happens. Can I talk for 23 more minutes solo? I bet I can. Let's just see how it goes. So uh, athletic build, light tan complexion, blonde hair. Uh, he, they say he, that he, uh, he actually disappeared. He disappeared at 7.40 p.m. <laughs> okay, so if he disappeared at 7.40 p.m., and they know this, uh, there's, there's some money being left on the table. This kid needs to go to Vegas. He and his family need to get to Vegas, and if they can make him disappear at any time of day, if somebody can disappear, I think, uh, yeah, you need to get to Vegas and uh, get that on stage. But uh, last seen wearing a black and gray striped shirt, Three buttons at the neckline and black skinny jeans with zippers on the pant legs, according to the document. Again, nothing wrong with that. It's all it's all okay. But then uh, the description here is that Smith, quote, runs very fast and is, quote, very good at hiding and also is known to climb trees. <laughs> uh, he's 15 years old. I don't know. I, I'm... I'm I'm reading this, and I, I know why he he runs away and climbs trees. He's got parents that go to the police and tell the police, <laughs> my son is light tan in complexion, <laughs> and he runs fast and climbs trees, and uh, you should go find him. So anyway, yes, if you see Justin Smith, uh, be on the lookout for that kid. He's, you look up, though, you're going to have to look up because he's, he's in a freaking tree somewhere, I'm pretty sure. That's the, the way it's got to go. So... Anyway, so, um, yeah, the surprise wedding, John should be back in uh, 20, 20 minutes or so. Should I text him back? Let's do this. Uh, let me pop back over to here, and uh, let me do this. Uh, hang on, let me get on there. Maybe, okay, so I'm just going to say, okay, cool, period. I'm doing the show right now, period. So you can jump in when you get to the pool house, period. Should be fun period. All right, let's send that. Doing this through the Apple Watch, by the way, which works great. All right, so um, he's uh, he's on his way, and he's wondering, what the hell? We've never done this at all. And um, there's, yeah, there's strange things in life. One, okay, so today, I'm at the local grocery store. We, we, the, the predominantly large local grocery store in the area is a uh, company called Hy-Vee. Uh, why it's named Hy-Vee, H-Y, capital V-E-E. -E. I don't know why why it's named Hy-Vee, but that's that's the name of the company, and they've got um, I, th I think they're in like I don't know maybe ten midwestern states, something like that. Pretty big operation, and, and I, they do a pretty good job. It's not the the cheapest place uh, uh, by far to buy groceries. It's you know nothing like a Aldi's or um, even more expensive I think than like a Trader Joe's or something like that. But they, yeah, they've got their place. They're they're, they're all over, and uh, they're sort of ubiquitous in the area. So uh, that said, I'm cruising through there. I got some stuff to buy uh, for uh, for next week, and cruising by there and finding some stuff. And I overhear a conversation. There's there's two dudes, and these guys were okay. Uh, they were dressed. Uh, they were they were dressed very very neatly. They were, they were neat, uh, thin men dressed in a lot of. Uh, Polo, Ralph Lauren stuff. The one guy even had, I believe, a, a sweater tied around his neck. So I'm not making any assumptions about anything at all, but uh, you could if you were if you're so inclined. And they were uh, they were in a discussion, a, a long discussion about um, there was a big giant display of something that uh, I've gone by a lot of times and I've nef never really uh, never really thought about it too much. But um, there's a big display of. Let me get a drink here real quick. Uh, yeah, that's good. That's refreshing. Um, so they're getting a big, uh, had a big discussion going about something called bath bombs. Bath bombs. You're familiar, I'm sure, with the with the bath bomb. Uh, it's uh, highly, it's, they smell. I mean, you walk by anywhere near the bath bombs, you can smell these things. And they've got a big, you know, pyramid type display, all these pastel colors, a lot of odor coming off the bath bombs. The baseball-sized bath bombs that are there. And the one guy is saying that uh, he thinks that the name bath bombs, and I'm not going to do any sort of, uh, I'm not going to do any uh, impressions about uh, his uh, way he sounded or anything like that, but he was saying that uh, he thought that bath bombs sounded, uh, sounded a little too aggressive for him. The name bath bombs, bath 
bombs was was aggressive and uh he wasn't sure and so the other guy was kind of the other guy was razzing him a little bit uh, which uh i thought was funny he said is that a, you know is that a trigger for you and the guy goes well the bigger trigger is that there's a seven dollar price tag on these things who's going to pay seven dollars for a bath bomb and why do they call them bath bombs because yeah that is and i thought about it and i thought yeah what could you get away with calling it a bomb generally in today's world you really we're trying to be, uh, for the most part, you know, a little more, um, I don't know, kind and gentle and people, and the trigger thing is true. People do get triggered over stuff like that. Somebody with PTSD, as an example, doesn't want to be walking through the grocery store thinking about bombs uh, for any reason at all. And so, uh, yeah, seven bucks for a bath bomb. And uh, there probably could be some other names they could call these things, I'm thinking. Uh, possibly, I don't know, I was thinking, um, I was trying to think of something good. And uh, not that I came up with a great name. Oh, here's another text come from John. Okay. All right. He's been He's being, yeah, all right. He's probably wondering what's going on here. Uh, but, uh, okay, so they could call them uh, tub fizzies would be something uh, that might might work out. Remember when they used to have those little, you used to get uh, these little, uh, they're a little wafer thing you get in a roll and you could put it just in regular water and they had like root beer flavor and all that stuff. You drop them in there and they did the thing and then turned into, it was really crappy sugar water, but it was kind of a little bit like something that might taste sort of a little bit like root beer. Not that you want to drink a bath bomb. What is in a bath bomb, by the way? I have no idea, but uh, tub fizzies, I'm thinking, uh, could, could be uh, something uh, that might work. But um, uh, the one I thought that might might work better for me personally uh, would be bath seltzer uh, Batha seltzer, I think, would be would be kind of cool uh, because uh, when I grew up, if um, if you really wanted something to work right, especially if you were sick, you took Alka Seltzer, right? And, and that would absolutely freaking make you feel better uh, pretty quickly. So um, uh, yeah, I think I could warm up to Batha seltzer. It's something I, I would probably buy Batha seltzer before I would buy a bath bomb. Uh, not that either one would uh, probably, uh, eh, I don't know. I think there's probably uh, these things. Is this a UTI thing that's going to, I, I just, they should probably set up the, the whole display right there next to uh, a big pile of, uh, of uh, the giant, giant, uh, giant jugs of cranberry juice for all the women that <laughs> you get a bath bomb. You better start chugging cranberry juice while you're you're in the bathtub with this thing. Is I got a feeling there's there's some uh, creepy crawlers there that's involved with this stuff. That's it's not going anywhere good as far as I can tell. So uh, I got an email today uh, from a uh, old friend, a guy I went to high school with, and uh, we haven't uh, talked to each other in a long time. And I'm trying to remember the last time we actually saw each other. It's it's been. Been a long time. It really has. And uh, he he moved out to Oregon uh, like thirty years ago, maybe something like that, along those lines. And uh, we have seen each other since, but um, it's been uh, way too long. And uh, he and I were travel buddies, so uh, at one point we did a lot of road trips. And I had this uh, I had a 1965 Ford Econoline window van that we kind of uh, fixed up sort of a little bit it was carpeted in the back and put some curtains back there sort of a hippie van sort of thing shagging wagon thing and uh, I had nicknamed this thing because everybody wanted to have a vehicle in these days and I think a lot of people still do this but wanted to have a vehicle that was named something and so um my 1965 Ford Econoline van, which was kind of a dark brown uh, root beer color, uh, was named Urge. I had uh, decided we're going to call this thing Urge. And so um, he and I had done some road trips in, in Urge. And uh, uh, so the buddy of mine, his name is uh, is Bruce, but uh, his, uh, and I'll leave his last name out, but uh, his nickname forever has been Booter, B-O-O-T-E-R, Booter. And I was thinking about this today. I, I don't know where that came from. I really don't know where the Booter thing came from. But uh, Booter was, uh, I, uh, the, the couple things I remember most about it was, of course, the traveling stories and things that we did traveling. But uh, he was the master, even though he was, uh, so he was uh, a, a red-haired kid that was, uh, he, he was, he was losing his hair by the time he was like 17, he was already starting to, to be thinned out at, at like 17 years old. But um, he was uh, from a Dutch background. His parents were, were Dutch. And uh, he was, though, the, the best person I, I've 
ever known in my life that was great at the Irish goodbye. The idea that you just you don't say goodbye. The Irish goodbye, of course, is you just uh, you just disappear. You you find some way to exit without anybody knowing where you're at. And th- there's an art to that. And there's a, a reason for it. Generally, is your your uh, your uh, fupped duck. Your your two fupped duck. Uh, to uh, yes, you and your duck need to get out of the place before anybody tries to talk you out of it. You're just, you're, you're trying to bail. You're trying to find a way to get out of the, uh, whatever the rally is, the partay, the, the, the event, and you're just trying to get out. So uh, Booter was good enough at it that he would say, I'm going to the bathroom. He would go to the bathroom and he would climb out the window in the bathroom, stuff like that. So um, he was, he was a, a master at it. But uh, he emails me today, says, greetings from the Pacific Northwest. He lives in Coos Bay, Oregon. And uh, he said he was going through his address book decided it had been far too long since we last had any disparaging verbal exchanges, which is what we do continue to do. I don't know. He's, he'll give you shit. He's a good guy. But uh, So, how the hell are you, he says. Uh, I'm still molding on the Oregon coast, which uh, things do when you're uh, out on the Oregon coast, which I've, I've not been to that part of Oregon. I've, I've barely been to Oregon. Uh, is that how you say it? Oregon? Oregon. Oregon. Uh, anyway, I've not really... I've been... Central Oregon, southern part, just barely, just enough to t- get a toe inside the state to say I've been there. But um, I do have uh, him as well as a couple other people that went to high school that are living in that area that uh, were uh, dear good friends, and I would like to go out and see them. And uh, today I kind of started planning a road trip for, for next summer. But anyway, he's still molding on the Oregon coast, and he's still buying lumber and plywood, which is uh, what he does as a uh, as a. Uh, what he gets paid to do he's done that for a long time he says i just couldn't let go of all the critical knowledge i got from jim and don hope you're doing good drop a line sometime booter so jim and don i was like jim and don who the hell are jim and don (laughs) like completely drawn a blank i was like okay he had a brother i was like his brother jim i don't know i have any idea who the hell he's talking about and uh then I'm thinking, wait a minute. Uh, he and I actually worked together at a lumber lumber yard, a lumber store, like a you know local. When they used to have in small towns, the, the version of what now has become, you know, the Home Depots, the the uh, the places like that, the um, whatever your pick your poison on those would be. But um, we worked at a place called Payless Cashway which was owned by a family called the Nagels, I believe, is what the um, ownership was. And they're Jim. Now, the, so Jim was, I know, the uh, was the owner. Now, Don, I'm like, who the hell is Don? I still don't know who the hell Don is. But it, it was reminding me of uh, of the uh, lumber yard and the, the days that we... That we spent there, we had, we had a we had a uh, a crew that was a, a bunch of good guys. Everybody got along really well and uh, really uh, worked our ass off. This was a time where contractors would order a big, uh, you know, like a, an order for a whole house of uh, all of the drywall, all of the sheetrock that would go into a whole house would get ordered. And we would take it out on a truck, and you couldn't just take it out and use a forklift. Uh, that was uh, none of that technology was really not that it didn't exist, but it was just we were too small of an operation for any of that stuff to happen. But we were really big on customer service, so a contractor would say, um, "I want these, however many you know, thousand sheets of plywood, and uh, I would like you." And they would tell you where to put it. I want fifty sheets here and forty sheets there, and you know, so you'd be walking the stuff all over this new build construction place and, and putting it as close. As you could to where they wanted it to keep everybody happy so they would keep buying from the small pay less cash way instead of going to somewhere big which uh, was really didn't exist yet but you know the world was headed that way so uh, we worked very very long and hard at that stuff we we also smoked a lot of weed while we were doing this i uh, had the opportunity to do that and uh, you know there was nobody drug testing or anything like that but uh Booter and I working together, we spent a lot of time. Uh, the The ownership was this gym and whoever the hell Don was. I got to figure this out. But um, they would let us take uh, a couple week vacations or or whatever it would be. We we wanted to go travel and we spent a lot of time with the van with Urge and uh, we would go out west. And uh, Utah was a popular getaway. We had a couple friends that had moved out to Utah, and we uh, had some some good trips out there. So that's how I will always remember him. One of the other 
uh, I guess you know, I've talked on the show here a little bit from time to time. I think about the the experience with Utah and skiing out there and some of the things that we did. But uh, I remember in particular one trip we uh, were coming back and Booter was g- going to get his uh, scuba certification and he had a test that was happening on a certain time and we were trying to get back so he could get his test done in time. And we had picked up this dude that was hitchhiking, an old guy that was hitchhiking. He was trying to get, uh, he, as soon as he got in the vehicle, he just started talking, 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 talking. The guy would not shut up. And uh, we really didn't have a back seat. He was sitting on the floor. There's like an engine shroud that's in between the two front seats. And you sit in a 1965 Ford van. You're sitting right over, in fact, maybe just a, a little bit slightly uh, in front of the, the front wheels. But for the most part, you're right over the front wheels. And it's, it's kind of a weird ride. And he's uh, sitting behind this engine shroud, which is between us. So it's kind of a little bit noisy, and there's road noise, and it's an older vehicle. Uh, and, you know, you can't hear him that great. So initially, we're trying to, like, kind of engage him. We're turning around and trying to pay attention to what he's saying. And we're trying to beat ass to get back. We're getting chased by a snowstorm. Every time we'd slow down a little bit and try to get gas or, or uh, get something to eat, this snowstorm would, would seem to blow in and catch us again. And this guy... I swear to God, he just would not shut up. He kept talking for, and we gave him a ride for like uh, probably, I don't know, four or 500 miles, something like that. And this dude talked nonstop. We finally ended up just kind of looking at each other and going, you know, whatever. Turned up the, uh, up the jams loud enough. <laughs> <laughs> and ignored him while he kept talking in the back end. But I always remember that, that we were uh, finally, thank God, uh, along the way, we, we had dropped him off. At a, uh, we actually took him into the town that he was wanting to go to, and the guy was... He was a he was a professionally homeless kind of guy, and he was trying to get to. He told us he was going to some uh, some mission place, some place where the the benefits were better, and he wanted us to drop him off in some place. And we had, we drove him into this town and and uh, and took him to this place. But uh, yeah, yeah. So anyway, so Booter, I'm thinking, uh, and we haven't talked in a long time. Uh, I don't have his phone number. I'm going to figure out what that is. And I uh, started talking to my wife today. And we like to go on uh, the epic road trips every summer. Uh, and uh, the uh, the trip next week, I'm, we're going to take in, We're going and we're trying to figure out exactly how we're going to do this. But we're going to go up through uh, northern states. We're going to hit uh, Montana. We're going to Idaho, Montana. Well, so it'd be Wyoming probably. Um, and then uh, Idaho, Montana. And into Oregon. And then... Uh, we're going to go up and hit uh, BC, Vancouver, British Columbia, which should be awesome. Now, whether we're going to drive all that, uh, that's that remains to be seen yet. We're, we'll have to uh, we'll have to check it out because, uh, yeah, I mean, it would be a, it would be a fun drive, but it'd be a long drive. I'm not I'm not opposed to the long drive stuff at all, but uh, we'll just have to see how that goes. Speaking of long journeys, uh, this is uh, I'm in Iowa, as I mentioned. Uh, today is the first day of. Are you familiar with uh, if you're if you're a bicyclist you're probably familiar with this but uh, there's something called RAGBRAI R A G B R A I which began today RAGBRAI stands for the Registers Annual Great Bicycle Ride Across Iowa and it's been going on since like the 70s they do this every year and it is quite a dog and pony show it really is uh, what people do is they it's a ride across the state of Iowa not one one day they they stretch out over uh, six days and so it always goes from west to east so people will when it starts that you dip your back tire in the at the western border it's the missouri river so you dip your tire into the into the missouri river your back tire and then you ride all the way over to the mississippi river six days later and you dip your front tire into the mississippi so you've gone from border to border and uh, covered all of that but it is a it's a crazy town it really is about 20,000 people ride on this ride every day it's it's just this big you can imagine a big crazy it's a circus it is and the uh, and these aren't well there are probably some people there that are you know serious bicyclists that are trying to you know be you know, they're trying to get from one place to the other quickly and you know they're, they've got the serious bicycle face type thing on but for the most part that's not what's going on here ragbri for the most part is a giant party it just goes from one little town to the next town to the next town and people kind of drink and eat their way from town to town 
and when they get to the overnight stop there you know the uh, six overnight stops it's uh, then it's a big party all these towns try to outdo each other it's a major economic uh, thing for the for the towns that it goes through everybody really tries to roll out the red carpet uh, especially in the hopes that they can uh, maybe become a, a host city more than once uh, you know it's not going to happen year after year though they move the route around uh, every year but uh, you might do it this year as an example and then if you did a really good job they may look at you as being a host city again maybe three years from now something like that but rag bry is a is a crazy large thing and uh they get uh, like i said every day there's like twenty thousand plus people in every shape size variety uh of person uh people from all over the world all sorts of bikes do you know what a recumbent bike is the recumbent bike is the one where people kind of uh, you're kind of sprawled out you're kind of laid out on this bike and it sits real low to the ground and your pedals are straight out in front of you uh so there's people that do this recumbent thing i saw a guy on a recumbent tonight he wasn't doing rag because it's I, i'm more on the eastern side of the state and they've still got a long ways to go before they get over in this area and uh give me a little second here i'm taking another little drink Pomplamoose. Oh, that's grapefruit. Okay, gotcha. All right. Um, so this guy is on this uh, on this recumbent bike, and it occurred to me: Have you ever seen anybody riding one of these? It looks like it looks like the person that's on it has already shit themselves. <laughs> And they're just riding really flat. And always, okay, you're usually you're on these things, I think, because you got maybe a back problem or something. You can't ride upright on a bike, so that might be the why the grimace is always there. But there's always this this pained expression. I never see anybody on a recumbent bike that's like smiling and looking happy. Um, they they generally look like, oh my God, there's something wrong here. And for for the most part, when I'm seeing it, I'm looking at it, and I'm going, it looks like they are taking a shit or have taken a shit. It's just uh, it's kind of. It's it's uh, it's off-putting. It's disconcerting. So um, I if I ever do, and I've never done rag bry. I've done a lot of uh, a lot of uh, crazy uh, long-distance run type stuff. Um, I've been just kind of an occasional cyclist, a bicyclist. But I, I would like to do this at least. A lot of people will jump in and they don't do the whole ride every day. They'll just do part of it and they jump in and go, okay, I'm going to start three towns out. And the the daily totals as far as mileage go, it might be. They usually do about 60, somewhere in that range, 60 to 100 on a day. So maybe somebody will go, I don't bike that much. I'm just going to uh, have somebody drop me off, and I'm going to come in. I'm going to do the last uh, two or three towns and ride, ride 30 miles. And uh, that, to me, sounds like a good time. I, I'd, I'd like to do all of it, but, um, you know, I'd have, to, I'd have to train for that. I'd have to get ready for it. And uh, I haven't really rode a bike all summer yet, which uh, would be, I guess, a prerequisite for something. I have been... Um, on Twitter, and uh, I keep track of the. Uh, I, I manage our, our Twitter stuff. If you see uh, posts from the Unbecoming of Age uh, uh, Twitter account, that stuff that's coming from me for the most part because uh, it's just the way it's worked out. But we'll ask John when he gets on. John, could you take this over? Could you do the Twitter stuff? <laughs> and I have a feeling he'll be like, no. I haven't heard back from him. He's already been uh, 20 minutes, so uh, let's see how this goes. I was thinking he might buy about right now. We'd be hearing him, bing, hearing him come in. But uh, and anyway, uh, on, on Twitter, so a lot of times you'll follow, you know, like follows like. What I mean by that is uh, there are a lot of podcasters that follow each other for, for obvious reasons. You're trying to get tips and uh, see what they're doing, what's up with that, and trying to find uh, – common ground that sort of thing and uh there was a guy that's got a, a podcast which i i caught my eye his uh, guy named sean dietrich s-e-a-n dietrich d-i-e-t-r-i-c-h sean dietrich and he's got a uh, podcast uh called sean of the south s-e-a-n sean of the south and uh his biography, uh, this guy does a really good job. That's why I'm saying this. Now, I, I'm going to be honest. I haven't really listened to the podcast a, a whole lot, but uh, he's, he's kind of a, a little more than that. Sean Dietrich is a columnist, it says here in his, uh, in his biography, and a novelist. He's known for his commentary on life in the American South. His work has appeared in Southern Living, the Tallahassee Democrat, Good Grit. There's something called Good Grit. I did not know that. South Magazine, he's been in Alabama Living, The Birmingham News, 
Tom, it was spelled with a T-H-O-M, magazine. Is that like uh, about the guy from Radiohead, Tom Magazine? Probably not. The Mobile Press Register, and he's authored seven books. So he's got this, uh, he's got this podcast, which uh, it, it, to me it kind of sounds a little bit like a, a smaller version of... Uh, Kind of like Prairie Home Companion, if you've, if you've heard that. He's, uh, there's a, a musical element to that, and he's a storyteller, and uh, I, I dig it. He's, he's got a uh, – okay, so something, I'm looking at his, at his writing stuff, and he, he does uh, – looks like a post practically every day that this guy does, and, and I think uh, what he's doing is it's, – yeah. I don't know if it's exactly if it's uh, if it's fiction or if it's stuff that's uh, actually uh, happened to him, but it reads like fiction when you look at it. He's got a post uh, from July 14th that uh, caught my eye. It's called "Good Folks." I'm going to read a little bit of it for you. And uh, like I say, he's doing these every day, something like this. So on July 14th, he wrote. Cracker Barrel is quiet this time of night. There are few cars in the parking lot. My wife is with me. We've been traveling all day. On the way into the restaurant, I see a few kids sitting on rockers outside. They're playing checkers. Hey, shouts a little girl. You can't jump backwards. Yeah, shouts a little boy. No, you can't. I don't like to butt in, he says, but this situation calls for some well-tempered adult advice. And since... There aren't any well-tempered adults around. My advice will have to do. She's right, I tell the boy. You can't jump backwards unless you've been kinged. I can't, he says. Nope. Besides, even if you could, it wouldn't matter because your girlfriend says you can't and girls are always right. Gross, he shouts. She's not my girlfriend. She's my sister. His sister laughs until the vein in her forehead shows. We get a table. Our waitress has long hair and tired eyes. We still have miles to drive. I order coffee, black. The waitress tells me about her son. He's about to start first grade when summer's over. She hasn't seen much of him this summer. This isn't her only job. She's got two more. She shows me photos of her son. He's skinny, thick glasses, freckles. He's doing vacation Bible school this summer, she says. He loves it. As it happens, I have passed many years in vacation Bible school, both as an inmate and as a warden, I consider the hours spent judging heated three-legged races to be golden. I order my usual, three eggs, bacon, biscuits. There's a couple in the corner. They're elderly. He's eating. She's beside him. Him not eating. Halfway through the meal, he sets his fork down and places his arm around her. She leans into him. He sees that she's crying. I can see she's wearing an oxygen face mask and a hospital bracelet. There's a story here. I just don't know what it is. There's another story at the table beside me, a group of men in neon-colored shirts with muddy jeans, five or six of them. They're quiet. One red-headed man says, my wife just said my daughter learned how to tie her shoes. A few smiles from the table. I can't wait until we all go back home, he says. I don't know these fellas, but I know them. I've worked alongside them. Out-of-town work is good money but it's lonely. My waitress brings food. She hasn't let my coffee level sink below the rim all night. She's a ray of sunlight in what she is. The redhead asks his pal, how much was your kid doing? How old was he when he learned to tie his shoe? His friend shrugs. Don't know. I wasn't there. Our meal is finished. I buy a few things in the gift shop for my niece. The elderly couple appears behind me while I pay at the counter. He's toting her oxygen tank on a dolly and carrying a large bag. How are y'all tonight, I ask, since I'm a chatty son of a biscuit. I get this quality from my mother. We're exhausted, he says. I wish I knew more. I pay. I leave a tip on the table. I take a final sip of Joe, and I tell my waitress she has a beautiful son. Thanks, she says. God bless. Yes, ma'am. You too. We exit the restaurant. Out front, the same two kids are still playing checkers. Bye, says the girl. See ya, says the boy. Remember, I tell the boy, be nice to your girlfriend. Gross, he says. Big laughter. I wish I could make this world a better place. I wish I could make sick people better and give hardworking parents a chance to see their kids grow up. I wish I could hug every child who needs to be hugged, but I can't. I suppose all I can do is see people, maybe even write a few words, kind words on their behalf. Words like, I'm so proud of you, it hurts. And your kids absolutely know that you love them. And... You're a unique and exceptional human being, just like everyone else. And 
no matter what any poor, misguided soul in this life tells you, you simply cannot jump backwards in checkers. <laughs> Sean Dietrich. Yeah, this guy, he's got something like that almost every day of the week. He's, these, these things are just, yeah, they're just awesome. And uh, he, there's pictures on each one of his posts as well that uh, I, I think he drew these because they're all very unique and about whatever the subject of material is that he's, that he's writing about. And uh, i got to tell you, check him out. If you like reading that kind of thing, this guy, I believe, is a talent. And uh, Sean of the South, he's also got this, <laughs> follow him on Twitter, he's got this bloodhound puppy, which is uh, unbelievable. He's, uh, he's also a fan, as I am, of heirloom tomatoes. All right, John, it's been a half an hour-ish. <laughs> I'm going to send him another text. Let's do this. All right, let's wait, wait, wait. All right, where are we at? Uh, I've got to figure out what I'm doing here with this. Hang on, bear with me. Uh, all right, so i got to push the right button. All right, there we go. And he's like, okay, I'm going to do this. Hey, John, comma, are you close to home yet? Question mark. All right, there we go. Let's try that. See if we get a response. And, uh, yeah, somebody just pulled up out in front of my place, just heard a car door slam. Hopefully dogs don't bark. If they do, there's your explanation. But, uh, yeah, so uh, Sean Dietrich, we covered that. Heirloom tomatoes. So I, I spent uh, a lot of time this week, uh, this weekend especially, working. Uh, we've got a big garden, and I grow a lot of heirloom tomatoes myself. What's he saying here? Um, Walking up the stairs right now. Yes, he's almost there. So we, this, we should have a little noise. He'll be popping in here and uh, we'll be talking about whatever. But I was thinking, uh, as I was doing all this yard work, I, I, I mowed and I fertilized and I trimmed hedges and I did a lot of pruning and weeding in the garden and uh, just a lot of stuff. I was busy. But the overwhelming thing that uh, occurred to me the whole time was uh, I kept repeating this thing to myself is I'm just, I'm really glad, super glad that I don't have a pool. <laughs> I know a lot of times with people with a pool, it's a lot of work. And um, if you actually, if you also had you know yard work, the rest of that, how would you keep up? You'd have to have a pool, boy. So I'm glad I don't have a pool. I am glad I don't have a boat, and I'm glad I don't live in a boathouse. For that matter, I am glad I don't live in a pool house. <laughs> John is in his pool house right now as we speak, and uh, I guess at some point here uh, we'll be hearing from him. I, I mentioned that the. Uh, I'm getting wisdom teeth. I talked at the very beginning of the show that uh, I'm having wisdom teeth pulled out, which is, God, I, yeah, these, they've been in, all right, yeah, I'm uh, past the age where most people would get their their wisdom teeth pulled out, but mine are, are coming out tomorrow, and I'm, I'm freaked out by this because, I don't know, I've never had a tooth pulled. I'm not sure what to expect uh, at any rate, and uh, I think when John gets on here, we're just going to have to quiz him about the wedding, but uh, how, what went on there, but so... Uh, yeah, I'm just, they're, they're saying they're, they're sh they've shifted around a little bit. They're afraid that they're going to cause uh, problems with the you know, the teeth that they're next to, that I can't floss in between them, all that stuff, so they got to come out. But And they're both on one side, and they're exposed and all that stuff, so there's not really any cutting. They just get a hold of them and yank them out. But still, it's just, I don't know, it's got me, it's got me freaked out. It, it does, because I, like I said, I just don't know what exactly to expect out of this. Uh, I'm really... I'm wondering if I shouldn't uh, keep them because I think that'd be kind of cool. Maybe, I don't know, necklace of some sort, put uh, something together that I could, uh, I don't know, I could send them to John Michael Craig, who's uh, supposed to be logging on. And, and now, as I'm, maybe you are too, I'm wondering, uh, he's, he's walking up the stairs, he's, he's ready now, I'm just wondering why we're not talking to him yet. What's he doing? <laughs> Exactly. Uh, I have no clue, but I, I don't have any clue why uh, why we didn't do this uh, yesterday. But we'll, we'll talk about that. We'll figure it out. I'll give him shit. Um, we'll we'll worry about that. Usually, when we're getting on the show, uh, we do we spend a little bit of time catching up with each other before we turn the microphones on, and uh, we. Um, one of the things that always happens is we start talking about uh, how fast is my internet. You, you run that stuff so you can see how fast your internet is because we're, we're doing this uh, two-way recording service. We use a thing called Cast that allows us both to get on and, and hopefully sound like we're in the same room even though we are 1,050 miles apart, 1050 miles apart, and we have not met each other. And 
so anyway, it, it hopefully sounds usually like we're we're kind of in the same room if if, if everything comes off uh, exactly the way it is. But you got to have your internet connection's got to be working out. And we've uh, talked about this a bit on the show that occasionally we've had some some uh, hits and misses with that. In a weird way, sometimes I can't hear him, uh, even though it's recording and he can't hear me. It might be chopping in and out, but the recording sounds great, which is really a, a kind of a strange thing to go through. But uh, so I get on tonight and I'm looking at how fast is my internet, and I've got really the, the stuff is fast. It's working. There's there's no problem, uh, and I've got like uh, connect speed like like 50 megabytes per second, which is really good, and uh, so that's great. But I was thinking, um, it is it is really uh, it is way better. I think when I see that and I basically have no internet connection than when it's slow because when it's slow <laughs> I am just I'm more pissed off because then I'm trying then you're trying to make it work and it's just like are you kidding me so wait what do we got here uh, walking upstairs now yes I'm gonna text him and say okay period we're waiting for you exclamation point all right Send, send that. Uh, and let's see. So yeah, I'd, I'd rather have it uh, work. So I'm, I'm, what I'm saying is uh, I'm hoping his internet's working correctly and I hope this technology allows him to just, uh, he should be able to log right on here uh, in, in progress, I think, without a, without a problem. I'm pretty sure. So uh, yeah, that said, uh, tomorrow getting the wisdom teeth pulled out. I am going into work for a little while first, and uh, when I get into work, uh, we've got we do this we do this weekly meeting thing where everybody it's I'm in sales, so we we run through sales junk every week and. Uh, if you've been in sales and you've done that sort of thing, uh, you know what I'm talking about. Monday morning, you know, it's like, oh my God, we're going to go through this stuff, uh, but we do. And I'm not saying it's not, it does have its useful, there's a useful piece and part to it, and, and that's that's fine. Uh, but, you know, all right. It's going to be better tomorrow, though, because uh, better than, than most weeks. And the reason I say that is because my direct manager, the one that I did the uh, review with last week that I talked about, uh, will be, uh, she's out on vacation. She's headed out. She's kind of taking an epic road trip like I was talking about, but uh, she's got little kids and uh, she's, I'm not sure I, I would want to do this, but they're uh, driving from Iowa all the way out to uh, Yellowstone in Montana. And then, oh, there he is, I think. Is this John? Just heard a ding, just heard a noise. Oop, there's his mic making noise. He's here. Uh, anyway, when he starts talking, we'll start talking. But uh, yeah, they're taking a long road trip. And uh, yeah, I don't know that I would want to do that. John, are you there? Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, I'm here. Uh, we're waiting for you. I, I, I'm excited to know who our special guest is. It's you. It's you. I've been going for 46 minutes and 39 seconds. So Yeah, I'm showing us 27 seconds. Who, who else is on the line? Just me. Just me. I've been talking solo for 46 minutes. No yeah. way. Way. Yeah. And it's Yeah? That's fucking awesome. I'm so excited. I, I'm going to listen to this episode, episode show 73. Yes. And I'm really amazed that I've been able to talk that long. <laughs> really? <Yeah. laughs> Just you. Just me. Just me. Fantastic. Uh, yeah. That's great. Yeah. So uh, how's the wedding? What's going on with the wedding? It was great. It was fun. I had a good time. Yeah. It was uh, small world wedding shit, man. How so? What does that mean? Small world wedding. So I went to the wedding for Igor. Igor is um, like a 29, 30-year-old um, Ukrainian guy. He's sure. the one that brought me into the limo car service company. Yeah. You know. Now, do you ever call him Igor just for the fun of it? <laughs> I, no, I don't. I don't. But he's uh, – he, he, I love I love that movie. It's one of my favorites. <laughs> Young yeah. Frankenstein, right? Yeah. I want to watch that. Yeah, yeah. That was a litmus test to find out that my children were my children because I showed that to them when they were like four and six, and they both laughed in all the right places. Uh, no, um, so Igor, he um, he looks like Joel McHale, and I was so happy when uh, his best man talked about how. He's a guy, he lives in Wisconsin now. His name is Evan. This is the best man. Okay. And for the best man speech, he was like, he's, he said he had just, he lived in New York. He was he was new to New York and he met this guy and he saw this guy and he saw him and he's like, oh my God, that's Joel McHale. Because Igor is the Ukrainian. You, you would think that no one else in the world looks like Joel McHale. You know? You know, the guy from Community. Yeah, so I was just, I, was, I had to look it up to figure out who he was. As soon as I saw a picture, I was like, yeah, that guy, but. Yeah, that guy. Mm -hmm. I, yeah. when you and said, then and I, when you th when you said though a Ukrainian named Igor 
I had a squatty, muscular, bald-headed guy is what I was thinking of. But yeah, yeah, no, not at all. He's like a thin, full head of hair, beard, whatever. He looks like Joel McHale. And so this guy is like, oh, my God, New York. He's new to New York, uh, this guy, Evan, from the Midwest. you know. And, and he's like, man, you meet famous people. Joel McHale wants to talk to me and hang out. And he'd be like, oh, wow, Joel McHale's Ukrainian. Who knew? <laughs> like, he's just, No, it's just so. Yeah, I'm so happy to hear that. The actual Joe McHale I was just reading, I was born in Rome, Italy. Where? Rome, Italy. Really? That's what it says. I don't know how long he stayed there. Fuck knew that. Maybe not long, but... it was good. I went to the wedding. Um, I went solo. Uh, my daughter, Kylie, wanted to come. And I have a question for you. Is uh, If you were to go to a wedding, okay, yes. you get invited to a wedding, mm-hmm. and you're going to give a cash gift, you're going, uh, whether if you're going with uh, Rachel, or going with your wife, or going by yourself, um, how much my one of my children is walking up the stairs when they know full well that I'm recording a podcast? Smack them. Just go old school. Hold on a second. Kylie, if you're going to come up here, you better be on microphone. Yes, you got to speak to the crowd. I'm I'm recording my podcast, Kylie. 45 minutes we waited for this, Kylie. (laughs) Oh, my God. She's, like, coming up on my back. What's up, Kylie? I was wondering if I could sleep up here. Why do you want to sleep up here? (laughs) There's a beetle in her room. There's a beetle in her room. If you're going to sleep up here, you better come over to the microphone. Um. Yeah, you can sleep up here. I got to get up early in the morning. I got to, anyway. So, um, but you can't turn on the air conditioning or the uh, fan right now. It's really hot up here. Anyway. (laughs) And you can't make a lot of noise. Can I take off the thing for this bed? Do whatever you want, as long as it doesn't make noise. Sorry, Colin. All right. Glad I waited for this. (laughs) Yeah, this is great. You waited. I, I mean, I can't wait to hear the first 45 minutes. Um, so anyway, so um, so I went to this wedding, and I knew I was going by myself. My question for you is, if you were going to a wedding, you're going to give a cash gift. How much yeah. money would you give? It depends on who it is, you know. If, if, if it's uh, like a, a casual uh, acquaintance, you know, somebody that's, you know, maybe, uh, you know, not that big a deal. I don't know. Sometimes I, I would go anywhere from... 25 on the low end, which makes me sound like like 25 Uh to 100, maybe somewhere Mm. in that range. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All Uh, right. So this is casual ish. Yeah. But he he has, uh, he did bring me into this company. Uh, He's very generous with me. Yeah. Um, I went solo. I decided not to bring anyone. Kylie wanted to go to the wedding, but I'm like, I don't know. And it was like, I've got no like qualms about bringing my daughter to a wedding, but it was just like, I, uh, what do you think? How much do you think I gave? Uh, Remember, I owe like um, five figures, not quite um, 80000 but just under $80,000. But nonetheless, go ahead. What do you think? You owe $80,000 to credit cards, you said? Oh, uh, a stupid amount of money. Yeah, okay. and I haven't paid my taxes in many years. But nonetheless, how much do you I think? I paid your taxes. And didn't you also say you got a big inheritance at some point? No, uh, no. no well, not a big inheritance. I mean, at one point, I think I got 50 grand, but I that's gone. What? That's way gone. Was that while you were, while the credit cards were? <laughs> yeah, that was where yeah, I, I used it to pay some credit cards. Credit card <laughs> would have been a lot worse without that. So, so what do you, you you floated 130 grand is what you're saying. I don't I don't but like it's, I don't want to go back and look at it because well, it it, it, it yeah, hurts. I'm trying to quantify it because I'm thinking if if you you know if you pissed away 130 grand you should probably give this guy like I don't know thousand bucks <laughs> <laughs> close so now i give him three hundred dollars i give him three hundred dollars cash three hundred is very generous now you also the other I, thing to, yeah. to consider i think is you you've got eastern uh eastern money versus midwest money i think 300 eastern is probably <laughs> is, is like 25 it's, it's maybe a hundred it's maybe a hundred mid, yeah, maybe money. you might there's, be right there is kind yeah. of a difference there maybe yeah but, uh, yeah that's generous yeah. i think yeah right whether right. you can afford it or so, not it was, so I go to the wedding and and I and I knew that I would know at least one person there, which would be well two. Well, you know the 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 bride and groom. I've met I've met Igor's uh, fiance now wife. Um, I briefly met his best man the other day, the guy that was from Wisconsin that thought that in his best man speech mentioned that uh, he thought that Igor was Joel McHale from Rome, Italy, and. Uh, 
I see this young girl, like in her early 20s, she's like 24, um, like strawberry blonde, whatever. And I'm like, I've met her a couple of times at a bar in Red Bank. Her name is Avery, Avery Mandeville. And uh, she was there with this guy, and, and I didn't know who the guy was, but he's probably, he's in his 50s. It was her dad. So her dad is Igor's neighbor, and like his name is John, and like me, John drove for Igor. You know, like uh, John went through a divorce and was living in an apartment in Red Bank like me because that's where divorce guys in our area go to live. And, uh, and I was sitting next to her, and it was funny. It's like I, I'm, I'm fairly confident that I have her phone number in my phone because one time she was drunk and she was with a mutual friend of mine, and I met her and whatever. But it was wild. And, and like, I've, I, I don't know if I, you remember, I, I've told you about uh, Elizabeth, the woman that I met on Tinder, the one that, uh, the open marriage, the one that says that the pineapple thing is not like a, a symbol for swingers, you know? See, I don't she believe listens. her. I don't believe that she is a swinger. Well, because she would know that the pineapple actually right. is. <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, every time I go into like a Target, a Marshalls, like a TJ Maxx, and I see a pineapple, it's I all just over. don't look at it. It's all over. It's the all place over now, isn't it? Yeah, it, yeah, I, yeah. That's because people are they're they're swinging off chandeliers, they're banging each other everywhere. You see it. You see a, a a couple anywhere. You got to know that there's there's six other couples in their house right now. Um, they're just it's the whole thing is is it's just a big it's it's a bangatorium that's going on there. But, uh, anyway. <laughs> By the way, that's you know what I went to a wedding tonight by myself in the hopes that it would be the bangatorium, and it was. You were you were hoping the twenty four year old looked your way, so. Oh, that was like, where's wait 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 where's Kylie right now? Where's Kylie? She's trying. She was. Hey, Kylie, where are you? Oh, she's here the whole time. Fuck. Yeah. So I did. So I did get attacked. So I took a picture. I took a picture of um of uh, Avery's dad, John, and um. I sent her a text while at the wedding. I sent her a text. I said, Avery, John Craig, nice meeting you. I'll text you your dad's okay Cupid photo. So I took a picture of her dad, and uh, he was smiling. And um, and uh, she said, that's the greatest text I've ever received. Um, which, by the way, <laughs> there's so many levels of wow to all of this. So, so Avery's hot? Is that what you're saying? No, that's not no. what I'm, I didn't say that. I didn't say that. No, she doesn't take a bad photograph, by the way. I photographed her. She doesn't take a bad photograph. And uh, she's while not she's hot? not you're the least she's, bit you're fat. You're saying she's ugly? No? No, I didn't say that at all. I, I well, said let's that. Let's give us some details. What's, what's Avery like? Um, incredibly talented musician. Okay. <sighs> Come on. No, no, seriously. Right, okay. Incredibly, like, like a very talented musician if you're going to put she, a number on her looks wise what are we going to win you know with, uh, i'm not with, doing that i'm not doing come that come on one it's or not, one to ten give me a number i don't i don't do that i don't <laughs> <laughs> you don't uh, do that <laughs> i don't do that i don't do numbers man i come don't on. do it All right, uh, if you're gonna put a color, she is if a green if green were the low end on the color if 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 the, okay let's okay i all right that's a good thing i didn't tell her about the name it's a good thing i didn't tell her the name of my podcast she if um if if we were if you weren't if you weren't in like uh, at um, a Los Angeles Kings game a uh, Vegas um, what are they called the Vegas team the one that uh, almost won Golden the Knights if you weren't at a Golden Knights game if you weren't at a Los Angeles um, Kings game uh, she'd be a hockey eleven. <laughs> Okay. Okay. All right. Well, that's good. And, and she's incredibly talented. Uh, what she very plays? talented musician. Yeah, she's a guitarist. A guitarist. A okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, right now, it sounds like her music is pretty much um, is uh, like '90s, like Riot Girl, like Bikini Kill rock. You know, like you know, it feels new to her, but you know, it's been done before. But she didn't even know it. You know, it's all so been done before, right? Yeah, everything's been done before. It's yeah, all been done before. Yeah. yeah, she does a mean Cole Porter night and day, but it's a feminist take on it. It's amazing. <laughs> I'm just that's. I just made that up. I have no idea. I don't know. Yeah, she's. Uh, that was very cool, but it was wild because it was. It was just like, hey, I've met this person. I know this person. We have a mutual friend. I've met her a few times, but yeah. uh, and I've seen her perform. And uh, yeah, and she she runs an open mic in Long Branch, New Jersey. And uh, it's a place where uh, I'm hoping to bring Cameron so he can perform. And ah. I think it would be great if 15-year-old uh, Cameron can just maybe, go out and play. Maybe he can hook up with her. 24-year-old, it would be hot for him. 
Um, I've got no opinions. Uh, Come on, for you do many you're just, reasons. Oh, I have all opinions. It's just you're, you're, you gave her the podcast name, didn't you? You know, you think she's listening? <laughs> I did not. No, no, I you're didn't. Being way just, more guarded than you usually no, are. No, my 14 year old daughter is in the room. Okay. Uh, it's hot. She can't as hear what I'm saying, here. though. <laughs> no, she cannot. Thank God. <laughs> so, what are you talking about? For I guess I'm gonna have to wait until tomorrow. You can, yeah, you, you can, I, yeah, I'll push it out. You can listen. I, I managed to. Uh, I kind of went went on and on, and I just you know the, it's, it was like the usual shit we do, except uh, you weren't on. Just one guy. Just me rambling and rambling and rambling, which I, you know when I f- started doing it, uh, it was uh, I was like I don't think I can get five minutes out here without. Uh, it, it's just not going to happen. And then uh, you know, I, there were some stall things in there. I, I was trying to uh, kind of relay what was going on with you, and so I was reading texts back and forth out loud and that sort of thing. Uh, and the text that I sent to you, I was doing that with the Apple Watch, uh, you know, over the mic. So which you'll you'll hear. But wait, yeah, what did you do was, with the Apple Watch? I was texting you, and so you would, you know, I was just basically, uh, while I was on the mic here, I could just speak the text and send it. And uh, so, yeah, so I could send you a text right now. I'd hold the watch up to my mouth. You know how it works, right? Yeah, no, I know how it works. Yeah. I, I know how it works. Uh, while we're t- while you're talking here, um, Kylie walks over to me. <laughs> She's such an Instagram stalker. She hands me her phone. Yeah. And and, and she finds this this woman Avery Mandeville's. It's really her. Yeah, that's her. Yeah, yeah. She finds. Can you put her? Give her headphones and put her on the mic, please. Can you? Hold can you on a second. On hold on. I'm gonna. I'm going to. I'm going to. Put on the mic. There's so much going on here. So right. she walks over to me and she's she shows me a picture of this 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 woman Avery Mandeville, and uh, it's a picture of Avery um, holding up a, a, an old school light bright, and it just says ass on it, and then it says ass. She's just so stupid. So Kylie's a little stalker. By the way, I told Kylie. Remember, um, how's your weight? By the way. I'm uh, hanging right in there at 160. I'm, I, yeah, 160. Okay. 160. So I was I was complaining about that, and I complained yeah. to that about Kylie, and I yeah, I mentioned to Kylie that uh, you know you're you're closing in on 155, and that I weigh a good 20 pounds more than you, but you're four inches taller, and uh, she's embarrassed right now. She doesn't want to hear this. She's not on headphones right now, and uh, you know she knows that you're a little bit older than me, and she said she said. Yeah, but he's probably shrinking. <laughs> I was in so many ways. In so many ways, yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. Which, which I was like, she's got my back. <laughs> she's, she's trying to make you feel better, which is good. That's what she needs. To she do. was joking. She said, she "Ask said she her out joking. loud: Is Avery Mandeville pretty?" Ask her that. Out loud. Okay, Kylie. Yes. <laughs> Just say it. Is Avery Mandeville pretty? I don't know. She's not. She's not. Because if she would have been, she would have said yes. All right. She looks like what, Kylie? Exactly like Deb from Stranger Things. She looks exactly like Deb from Stranger Things? I'm trying to remember which one's Deb. I, I don't remember. I didn't watch enough of Stranger Things. I'm, to, I'm uh, Googling it now to know who she's talking Deb, about. Me too, Deb. Who's the one that died in the pool in Stranger Things? Was it Deb? Oh, really? Is that her name? What? The red-haired girl with the glasses. Who died in Stranger Things? Okay, I can't yeah. yeah, Barbara Holland, more commonly oh, referred to as Barb. Barb. Yeah, Barb. Barb, okay. Yeah. Barb. Okay. Stranger Things. Right. Wow. But that's more of a glasses thing, don't you think, was, Kylie? If she was Winona Ryder, we'd be okay here. But the oh, Barb maybe. thing, I'm not yeah, sure. Just, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Shannon, uh, Shannon Purser. Wow. Wow, there's a resemblance. Yeah, okay, sure. All right, so I'm looking at pictures right now. Yeah, okay. Do you want to know why I started looking up her? No, yes. Kylie. Yes. Yeah, why? Colin wants to know. Because um, <laughs> my teacher, one of my, my teachers in my school is named Miss Manville. So, really? Yeah. So I was gonna Wait a second. Show me. I think that maybe, I don't know. So I was wondering. If there yeah, there might be a relation. I'm, I'm not sure. Wow. All right. All we'll right. talk about that after. We Kylie. worked that out. Yeah. yeah. So it was a very, it, there was something surreal about the wedding in terms of like. She looked the, like, yeah, I was hoping Winona Ryder when she said when she said that i was is it the one owner writer no and then it happens to be no all right so anyway that's okay that's good it all worked out yeah I mean, it's, it's fine everything's great everything's amazing i had a good time i um i had a lot of beer a lot of beer what kind of beer were you drinking i was just drinking corona just corona, corona extra in a can corona's good you know it has its has its uh has its place i read uh recently that actually mexican beers are uh, having a huge uptick right now people are uh, really uh, 
drinking a lot of Mexican beer, which I I wouldn't have guessed. I would not have guessed that. But uh, yeah, I guess if you go to weddings, that's kind of common. You get to a wedding and they've got that as an option. So, so, so Igor's Ukrainian and yes. his wife is, uh, I believe, Brazilian. Oh, wow. And, um, and, that's going to uh, be an angry child when they have one sometimes. <laughs> that's right. It's, <laughs> it's going to look I, like a look like a movie star, but he's just going to be, or he or she, will be pissed off. So um, a lot of people at the wedding? Fiery. Was it a big wedding? Fiery. It, it was, was fiery. Uh, I would say, I would say maybe 80 to 120 people. I, I, I tried to do a quick head count, but I failed. All right. Well. Um, I interacted with the uh, eight to 10 people at my table um yeah it was it was fun i had a good time uh mostly i talked to uh avery and her dad john and then there was this guy caesar and his wife i can't remember her name but uh and then i talked there's a dude that was in the wedding party roman who's one of the other drivers he's a car service limo guy as well and his wife and um at one point, she has three. Chi- they have three children. They have like a seven-year-old daughter and two two-year-olds, like twins. And uh, I told her that she was not complaining, but she was talking about how hard it is to be a mom and how it's. it's and I said, "Well, to try to be a car service driver, the hours you keep, it's exhausting. You never get any sleep." And I was equating driving um, people to the airport was harder than being a a mom much harder and that but basically it was like the the her husband wanted to have a son i said you should give him another son and that his like job in life is harder than yours and the mom being a mom but she appreciate that she didn't like that no she didn't like that no No. and then at one point the desserts came and then there's brazilian desserts very very um very sweet and she pointed out what the things were on the on the plate and one of them was a block of peanuts she said are you is anyone allergic to peanuts i said no i'm not allergic to peanuts and then i had it and i started eating it and i'm like oh my god i can't i'm allergic to peanuts (laughs) and she's like she freaked out she was not happy (laughs) i wasn't even joking like i was kind of joking because it was like I my joke was not intended to be that I didn't listen to you. It was that now I realize I am. I didn't know I was allergic to peanuts until I had this Brazilian dessert. And then she took it to be like, I told you that it was peanuts. She freaked out. <laughs> you have to be careful on a Brazilian crowd with shit yeah. like that because you know she could have she could have mounted you and she, she could have cut me. She could have cut me. naked choke. Uh, could have yeah. been yeah. Could have been Brazilian jiu-jitsu. I, I think she was actually uh, Dominican. Oh, Dominican. Uh, the, okay. Born could, born in yeah. New Jersey, raised in New Jersey, but Dominican. And they uh, can't fight. They're they're yeah. <laughs> that's right. Dominicans can't the, fight. They're, yeah. they're, her husband Roman is um, Dominican, Ukrainian. Grew up in the Ukraine, and her and his dad is uh, Dominican. And he didn't know his dad until he was eleven. Really fascinated, actually. Had a good time. I liked the wedding. Um, the bride's um, stepfather. He was probably about f- five foot four. And um, okay. he, man, the energy that he had, he was on the dance floor. You, you couldn't, it's like one of those things where you can't tell if he's like, he's like 35 or like 65. I'm guessing he's somewhere in between. <laughs> he had a lot of energy. It was good. It was a fun time. I had a good time. I'm glad. I'm glad to hear it. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah no, no bridesmaid. Uh, What's that? No bridesmaid following you back. A lot of bridesmaids, I think. Mm-hmm. A lot of ladies there. Yeah. You know? um, None in the pool house, though, right now. Uh, it's against the law. It's against the rules. There are no guests allowed. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is our show. Let's let Mr. Big Voice take us out. Thanks for listening, and we hope you enjoyed Unbecoming of Age. Bonus content at unbecomingofage.com. Subscribe on iTunes or your favorite podcatcher. Find us on social media at Unbecoming of Age. And sometimes when we talk.